Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,377. Live to regret something you've done rather than something you didn't do. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Phoenix, Arizona, Kelly Witten. Hey, Kelly, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready. All right. And I'll tell you why Kelly's ready. She's always ready for a fun ride because today is going to be a very special one. Kelly Witten serves as the director of the Copper State 1000 Vintage Car Road Rally, as well as the Copper State Overland Vintage Off-Road Adventure. Kelly started her career in Washington, D.C., working for a small lobby and political fundraising firm. And then in 2005, after spending six years teaching English in South Korea and traveling the world, she found herself in Arizona and in the employment of the organizers of the Copper State 1000, an event that would change her life. Kelly spends as much of her free time as possible in and around vintage cars. She serves as a judge at the Santa Fe Concorso for four years, participates in numerous rallies across the United States, and most recently completed and won her class in the 2019 Peking to Paris Endurance Race. You impressed me, my friend. Holy cow. That is very, very cool. So, Kelly, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little more about this fantastic career you've discovered and your passion for going for long rides in old automobiles? Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I I am so lucky um, and blessed to have found my passion in vintage cars and, you know, been so lucky to turn my career into my passion and my passion into my career. It's kind of been a symbiotic relationship. I just have met some of the greatest people doing what I do. And, you know, as you mentioned, yeah, doing the Peking to Paris race this summer was the greatest adventure of my life. And I kind of owe all of that to the Copper State 1000. So it's where I am. This is very, very cool. I love this. Now, this Peking to Paris, um, I believe another past Cars Yeah guest, Renee Brinkerhoff, participated in that this year as well? Yes, she did. She was there with um, a navigator, a friend of hers, and she had some she had some rough days, but she powered through and ended up finishing, and she was uh, fun to have out there on the road, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. For those of you who missed my talk with her, you need to go back and listen to this amazing story of a lady who was 
folding laundry one day. She was in her early 50s and said, you know what? I need to go have some fun in my life and started driving an old Porsche all over the world. I mean, it's incredible. And that's what this event that Copper State allows people to do, to go out there and experience some things in old cars that are very special. So we're going to learn a lot more about you, about the Copper State. But first, I want to ask you for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah, Kelly, I know you love to drive, so take the wheel. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, thinking about this, um, the first time I heard this this quote was in high school, and it's kind of been the driving force behind all of the adventures I've taken throughout my life. And it was or is live to regret something you've done rather than something you didn't do. And I've I've always kind of kept that in the back of my mind when any opportunity presented itself, whether business or personal. And I always ask myself, am I going to regret not doing this? And this has led me down some wonderful paths. I mean, it got me out of the state of Arizona for college and off to Washington, D.C. and to Korea and, and definitely, you know, on the Peking to Paris. You're a lady that's not afraid of adventure. And I, I love this whole concept. It, my regular listeners have heard me say this before, the shoulda, woulda, coulda, words of a loser uh, <laughs> story. You can go back and listen to where that came from, a surfing buddy of mine, Dan, way back when. But I, I love this whole concept is when you have an opportunity that presents itself, even if you think, I can't do that, you know what? You probably can. And even if you can't, you learn a little something along the way. I would imagine driving in old cars long distances are filled with some amazing adventures that some of them maybe aren't too fun, but most of them are amazing life learning lessons. And we're going to touch on that in a second. But I want to first ask you to share a story that instigated this passion you have for old cars. Now, you and I met, I believe we're at a diner during car week, right? John Nikas introduced yeah. us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, very cool. It was during car week, and uh, I believe it was uh, uh, in Carmel by the sea, and we were enjoying a week full of cool cars. And John said, oh, you got to meet Kelly. Here's a woman that's not afraid of adventure. Tell us a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car gal. Well, it's funny because growing up, I always thought I was a car girl. Uh, my dad always had a couple really nice sports cars in the garage at all times, modern sports cars. So, you know, here I was high school thinking, yeah, I know, I know I'm a car girl. But it wasn't until my first copper state about 15 years ago and, and I'm, I'm driving and truthfully, I'm not getting it. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting this idea. It was my first year and they said, okay, you know, you, you haven't done this before. Why don't you sit back? And, you know, my job was to go from hotel to hotel and make sure everything was, you know, copacetic and they're ready for us. And I was lucky. I was in a one of our sponsor cars, a nice cushy Lexus. And it was wonderful. I had air conditioning and a radio. And, and we're driving through Zion National Park. And I'm thinking, God, it's so beautiful. But, again, I don't get it. So looking around, I see some blips in my rearview mirror. And the blips kind of got closer. And the blips passed me with such exuberance and exhilaration on their faces and the cars were just stunning and the backdrop was stunning. And that's when it hit me. I mean, it literally, I could feel kind of the air leave my lungs and I'm like, this is it. This is it. The, the cars sounded so good and they looked so good. And I realized, okay, this is where those cars belong and this is where I belong. And 
And from that point on, I literally just started trying to learn everything I could and get behind the wheel or in the passenger seat as much as possible. And, you know, I just realized that seeing the world through a windscreen was one of the greatest experiences. You know, what's even better, too, is with old cars. And it's kind of what I learned when I started riding motorcycles is that when you're out in the air, especially an old car, an open car, you smell things you don't smell in a nice cushy Lexus, right? Because it's got all these filters and everything. You're shielded from everything, even the sound. It's a whole different ride. And I told Kelly before we started our talk today, uh, and my regular followers know this, I had the pleasure of riding in a 1913 Rolls Royce during the Pebble Beach Tour this year. First time I've been able to ride in the tour in my 31 years of attending. Stephen and Amy Plaster invited me to join them. And I, I don't know if I could have picked a better car for a variety of reasons. One is it's open, even though the top was up the side, you know, you're you're pretty exposed. So you get this, the smell of the car and the, and the feeling of the air going by, but it's just, it's so different. And that car is slower, so you can't go that fast. So it just expands the whole relationship of the drive. And some of these cars these days, these new cars are so quick and so isolated that you're kind of dumbed down from the environment. But you get yourself in an old D-type Jaguar or Ferrari or even an old Porsche 356, whatever it is, it's a whole nother experience. You kind of get into a different mindset. And I was going to ask you this about your participants. Do you notice that when they arrive and when they're driving, do they actually like morph into something different? Yeah, you can definitely see, you know, the sense of relaxation, the sense of actually, you know, happiness, I guess. Just a transformation. They're they're around what they love and they wouldn't be taking their cars on a thousand plus mile journey if they didn't love the car and didn't love driving it. And then you're surrounded by the beautiful senior of Arizona. And then they're around their friends, like-minded people who enjoy doing this. And it, it just, it is. I, I didn't realize, you know, being the planner of this for so long, I've done, I've done rallies, but it wasn't until the last three years that I've really immersed myself and tried to do every rally I could possibly get myself into. And it wasn't until I started doing my own rallies that I realized how great an experience was when it was all over. You know, I just, I wanted to do it again. I wanted to keep mm -hmm. driving. And my participants said, you get it now. That's how we <laughs> feel. And I'm like, God, I, I'm so glad I can bring that to someone because, you know, there, there's nothing, there's nothing like it in my mind. And as you said, driving in an open car, I would take an open car on any rally any day because yeah. you do, you, it's such a visceral experience with what's around you. And yeah, you don't get that in modern cars. No, not at all. Well, that leads me to this next question. It has to do with challenge and failure. And my gosh, taking an old car on, on a long road trip is fraught with challenge and failure. But at the same time, it's a learning experience and it, it helps you kind of grow and mature and, and learn patience in many respects. For you, peaking to Paris, I can't even imagine that adventure. But I want you to talk about one of these challenges you faced in your life and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your life, your career, and your business. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty lucky, I will say, that I haven't had a lot of catastrophic business failures. You know, I am... I'm supported by a group of volunteers that founded the Copper State 30 years ago. I think my my biggest challenges 
and the lessons I've learned is not relying on those people nearly enough. Um, people who have been through it and people who who know the event and, and know what to expect. So, you know, I, I, I try to sit back and I try to listen. And that that's kind of been, you know, been the lesson there is it happened on, you know, the P2P. You can't pretend or you can't act like you know it all. You really have to listen to the people who have done it and have been there before you. Personally, I've suffered quite a few more failures in my personal life. And I think I've learned actually the biggest life lessons from that. And that's, you know, not not to pin your happiness to someone else. You know, if you want to do something, do it. And don't don't wait. And I know it's so cliche, but, you know, life is really short. And you can sit there and you can sit in front of the TV and dream of doing these things. But I've learned that there's nothing to stop you. You know, if I can do the Peking to Paris, I think that anyone can do almost anything, truthfully. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just it's been something I, I live with all the time. Just, you know, I'm not waiting for someone or something. I want to do something. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, it's a great way to go through life, and and life is fleeting for sure. And I think the the Copper State, and there's other adventures like this where you can uh, go with a group of people. It's planned out. And and you guys, and we're going to talk about what you do for your customers in just a minute, but I want to first have a little bit of fun with you and talk about your first really special vehicle and maybe a memory you have about that car. Sure. I... I don't have a collection. I'm not a collector. I would love to, but it's just not not something I'm able to do. So my first special car was special just because it was my my first car, the car that I bought by myself after starting my career in DC. So, you know, it's something I look back on and it's it was part of growing up and it was a fifth generation nineteen ninety eight Honda Prelude. And I loved it. I, you know, I had such a sense of freedom. And, you know, as I said, it was mine. I owned it. I took ownership of it. And just great memories of driving it to Dewey Beach in the summers and all over the East Coast. And and it was the first car that I did a cross-country road trip in all by myself. So, wow. yeah, <laughs> it was, you know, it's no Lamborghini, but uh, yeah. it, it was mine. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the fact that it was the first car that you took uh, on your first journey. I mean, little did you know when you were driving across country, you'd be driving across <laughs> Siberia and China and Europe. In a, I mean, think about that for a second. Or, or did you at all? Uh, have you ever gone back and thought, wow, I had no idea where, I, where I'd be <laughs> I ending up? truly had no idea. You know, I said I've had a passion for cars or I thought was a passion for cars. But it, you know, wasn't until I started the Copper State that I really, that it really took hold, and something kind of hit me inside, and it's like this is it. And I've, I've always loved driving. I've always loved being around cars, um, but I had no idea at the time, you know, where I would end up. And you know, thinking back, like, oh, that was a twelve hundred mile trip, and it was so long, and yeah, I just completed nine thousand miles. So at Jeez. this point. Yeah. Four-day rallies seem a little, you know, a little light. A <laughs> little light, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah, no, no doubt. Well, is there a seller's remorse story in your life? Is there a vehicle you've owned that you wish you still had? 
Probably the Prelude. You know, the Prelude, yeah. Simply because I, I really love that car. I, I think the design has stood the test of time as well. I occasionally see one on the road, and I think, yeah, that's a really pretty car. I did have a... Um, a fox-bodied Mustang in 1990 that uh, I drove in college when I lived in San Diego. And that car was uh, pretty special. And that one's more probably monetarily special right now because I see the price of those going up. Yeah, but yeah. there was uh, not a better car to have in San Diego at the time. So Yeah. Now, where'd you go to school in San Diego? To the University of San Diego. So I was okay. lucky enough to spend my last two years there in yeah. a, beach ha- a beach house with a bunch of girlfriends of mine and just, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of lived lived the really good life. Yeah, I grew up there. It was a great place, uh, fun uh, surfing, and went to college there. So uh, it was a great place to be for sure. Well, I would love for you to share more about the Copper State One Thousand, the Vintage Car Road Rally, and the Copper State Overland Vintage Off Road Adventure. What are the things that you guys offer your customers? How does this whole thing happen? And uh, here's kind of your chance to convince those folks out there that have been sitting back, and maybe I'm one of them, that have been watching this thing. I need to do that someday. <laughs> so so sell me, Kelly. Sell me. Oh, fantastic. Well, so the Copper State 1000 is a four-day tour of Arizona. We cover just a little over a 1,000 miles. And we do it at the end of March or beginning of April every year when the weather is supposed to be nice in Arizona. (laughs) But, you know, you never you never can be sure. We've had some snow and rain. We take about approximately 80 to 85 pre-1974 sports race and grand touring cars. We we will take cars uh, with kind of an extended year as long as the body kind of work stays the same. And it's on a uh, definitely on a case by case basis as well. But um, yeah, we've been doing this 30 years and we're probably one of the top, you know, three rallies in the country. And it's a fully catered event. You know, you pay an entry fee and then we take care of you for five days. And, you know, Arizona is beautiful and I'm so happy that I get to share this state with people. And we, we pride ourselves on accepting cars and people that we want to spend five days with. So we we don't take ourselves too seriously. We like to think we're a really fun group, and that's who we want to spend our time with. You know, we, we've taken hospitality, I think, to the next level as well. We travel with two RVs that are stationed somewhere in the morning and somewhere in the afternoon. So it's a great rest stop, and it's become kind of this social hub. Everyone stops in the morning and afternoon, and you get some snacks and and, you know, bath, clean bathroom to use, which is important sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm truly blessed. It's a spectacular event and, and I've been so proud to see it grow um, since I've been there. And I just, you know, the, the friendships you make truly are friends you make for life. And I'm, again, just so proud to be a part of it. Well, it's a really cool event. I have known many people that have participated that have nothing but the best things to say about the adventure that you provide for people. I mean, it's the ultimate vacation for the automotive enthusiast. Tell me a little bit about the Overland Vintage Off-Roading Adventure. That event has become just unbelievably wonderful, beyond our wildest dreams. So for, you know, for the last 20 years, the the men who who really run the Copper State are are a group from, called the Men's Arts Council. And it's a group of all volunteers 
and we raise money for Phoenix Art Museum. So, you know, I never want to take credit for, for this event. I mean, I definitely have a big hand in it, but we wouldn't be doing this without them. And a few years ago, we're standing uh, on Navajo Bridge in northern Arizona, and we're looking out at just the beauty of, of what's out there. They kind of had this, you know, they had this idea and they said, yeah, Arizona is beautiful and the roads we do with Copper State are beautiful, but half of the state of Arizona is dirt, dirt roads. What if we could do this, this level of event out there? And it was right when kind of the, the vintage off-road industry was really kicking off, you know, it was when you were seeing the FJs at auctions and selling for outrageous amounts. So we really hit it at the right time. And so our first event was five years ago, and we convinced nine of our friends to to do this with us, to take this ride with us. And we apologized beforehand. We said, we don't <laughs> We don't know what we're getting yourselves into. You know, yeah. this, is, this could be you know, this could be chaos. Thus, the word <laughs> adventure at yes. the end of the title. <laughs> we yeah. ended up actually yeah, changing the name from rally to adventure because it's. I like it. Become. Yeah. And I again, I'm so lucky to be a part of this. We see parts of Arizona that most people will never see. Arizona is just so stunning. And the places we bring them and the roads we take them on and the fact that we have, you know, captains of industry camping in the middle of nowhere really says a lot about the quality of the event. And we glamp, but, you know, to be honest, it's camping. You know, we're camping and we do. We, tra- we travel with a personal chef and all the amenities you could possibly use. But it's more just the camaraderie that's been built up. Oh, it's uh, so the first year we had nine trucks. This year, uh, we're sold out. We have twenty trucks, and we have a wait list. And it's just, it's just really, it's really become something special that I'm so proud to be a part of. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I think it's a a great concept. Sounds like fun. I'm not really an off road truck off road guy, but I, this sounds like fun to me. So. uh <laughs> Yeah, add that to the bucket list. I know that people can find this by going to the mensartcouncil.com website. Is that the website where people can find out more about these these yeah. drives? Yeah, that's okay. exactly where you can find out more. And, you know, I will say the Overland, it's not rock climbing in Moab or something. We really do take into consideration that we have all levels of drivers. And, you know, we try to do some some difficult roads. But most of the time, you know, it's it's nothing to scary or staggering but enough to make it exciting right well and the the viewpoints and vistas and what you get to see again are things you'll never see from a road uh which is what makes it even more spectacular getting back to nature and doing it in an old vehicle all all the vehicles are old as well right yeah we try to limit it to pre-1980 but we'll take some cars into the 80s um under special consideration and everyone's been you know pretty true to form they they try to bring something that fits. And it's been so funny to see the change over the years. I think the first year we had maybe seven FJs, which are fantastic. I mean, that's what they're built for. And they there's no stopping them and they look gorgeous on the roads. But over you know, the course of a couple of years, you see guys kind of buying something else and selling this and, and kind of trying to outdo each other. But the cars are still just lovely. And it's just so good to see them being used how they were intended to be used. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, Kelly, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified. And he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com. Or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. All right, Kelly, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. I'm going to try to get into your head a little bit here. If you were a vehicle, if you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself, what would you be and why? Oh, this is a tough one. This one, this one is hard because I think, you know, I like to think that I'm an Italian sports car. You know, I like yeah. I'm an Oska MT4, zipping around town. But in reality, I'm probably more uh, like a 70s muscle car. That, okay. that, that maybe, you know, from far away, it looks good, looks shiny, looks all right. And then you get up a little bit closer and you're like, okay, this car, she's seen some days, you know, <laughs> and she's had some fun. And I think it under the hood is, you know, is, is more indicative, something fast and maybe a little sketchy, a little squirrely, loud, definitely loud. But at the same time, a little reliable. So I don't have a particular make and model, but, you know, may, maybe some sort of muscle car or hot rod or something. There you go. I like the way you answered that. Very nice and honest. I appreciate <laughs> that very much. Nicely done, Kelly. Well, we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that muscle car throttle. You can do it loud if you want to hear it, cars, yeah. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, it's advice I received, but I don't follow. Okay. Which is, don't get emotionally attached to a car. 
yeah. I I think that came from people who are maybe buying and selling cars more frequently. But yeah, I don't follow that. I, I have a 14 year old Audi sitting in the garage that probably should have been sold for parts years ago, but I just can't do it. So. <laughs> well, you're a smart, physically responsible woman, so that's a good thing to be. <laughs> Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Organization. Yeah, I, yeah no kidding. You've yeah. got to be. Wow. <laughs> I have so many moving parts. You can't, there's no way I can manage the events that I manage and the people I work with if I wasn't organized, both, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, all of it. Like, you just need to be organized. Absolutely. How about a resource? Is there one you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, you know, I've been talking to and will hopefully be working with a fairly new nonprofit called Tech Force Foundation. Um, I work with a lot of car collectors and car collections and shop managers and mechanics. And what I hear across the board is we need help. There's not enough skilled mechanics. And I, I see that as a problem across the board and going forward in the vintage car collector hobby. And this company is developing tomorrow's workforce for qualified technicians. So whether that's mechanics or any other technology field, you know, you have a lot of parents out there who don't want, they want their kids to go to college, but this group has kind of come forward and they're really trying to help, help people see the light. They're so passionate about it. And it really, you know, it's one of my goals is being in this hobby. I want to see these cars on the road forever. Yeah. No, this is an important deal. You know, I've had uh, the CEO of Tech Force Foundation, Jennifer Mayer, and also Tina Smith on the show here. Uh, it's a fantastic organization and, and really, really important kind of aligns with a lot of the other guests I've had, like people from McPherson College and so many people that are trying to get young people and even uh, older people who maybe are changing career paths. Uh, Francis Abate, who's uh, just was a guest on the show here, um, he's a guy that changed his career. You know, he's uh, been doing something for decades and now I want to work in old cars. So he's gone back to McPherson to learn crafts and trades there and doing that as well. So Tech Force is a wonderful uh, foundation. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Kelly's show notes page. I'm glad you brought them up. If I could, yeah, if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, living or deceased, who would that be? Um, Well, actually, I chose two people, if that's all right. Yes, Um, of course. (laughs) the The first one is a gentleman I met when I was in Santa Fe, and I was lucky enough to do a C and D type rally. And he participated on this rally. And his name, he passed away this summer, unfortunately, is Norman Dewis. Norman, he was, um, for those who don't know, the chief test driver and development engineer at Jaguar for decades, and best known probably for the C&D types and the XK140 and 50. But I, so I just, I just driven uh, all day in a D-type. It was the most glorious day in Santa Fe. We got hailed on and it was fantastic. And I'm still all hyped up from this and we're at the after party and I'm having a glass of wine and I'm nervous. This, this gentleman, Norman, is so sweet and kind and but I'm very nervous in his presence. And I actually asked him if he had participated in any racing events. <laughs> knowing my my brain catching up with my mouth yes, as it's coming that yeah. he participated in the 1955 Le Mans I kind of start fumbling and trying to you know explain myself and apologize and he kind of shook his head and he rubbed my shoulder and said oh honey it's all right I've done a wee bit of racing a wee bit and, yeah. 
And he, he just said, and I again tried to apologize, he said, you're so endearing. So he'd be the first one simply to explain to him that I'm not an idiot. Um, <laughs> and just to, to talk more. I think he knows that, Kelly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not sure. It was really embarrassing. Um, and then the second person is um, also a woman I was lucky to meet in Santa Fe. I consider her one of the most amazing women in the automotive world. Um, her name is Denise McCluggett. Yeah, I knew that's who you are going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in Santa Fe for four years during the Concorso, and I would have brief conversations with her, and she was really good friends with some of my friends. And I just never had a chance to get to know her. And I think, you know, this sport and this hobby is, you know, lacks enough women involvement. And if women are out there looking for someone to look up to and they don't know who Denise is, look her up. She, I mean, she's just, she was a pioneering Renaissance woman and, and true firecracker. And I think I, I missed some opportunities getting to know her. So. Yeah. Well, I'll let our listeners know if you missed it, I got to interview Denise on Cars. Yeah. So you are a fellow alumnus, alumni of uh, with her on cars, yeah. Of course, we lost her a few years ago, and uh, uh, Norman, I had scheduled him to be on the show. He wasn't doing well, and then we lost him. So I'm really sad I didn't get him on the show. But if you want to go back and listen to my talk with Denise, and if you missed that as well, Kelly, you can go back and find that on the Cars yeah website. Really honored to have her on the show. I got to spend a little time with her at Pebble Beach up in the judges' box uh, several years ago. Uh, Diane Brandon, who was the first woman to be here on Cars, yeah. Uh, she's a Pebble Beach judge for 20 plus years, uh, Rolls Royce Bentley expert. She introduced me to Denise and I got to sit next to her. In fact, sitting on the other side of me was Sir Jackie Stewart. Oh. I was thinking, <laughs> how did I get here? This is pretty, like, who do I talk to? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm sure I said some goofy things to both of them, but uh, I'm really, really fortunate to have had Denise on the show. And I love having women on this show. I've had hundreds of women on the show. In fact, I even dedicated the month of March uh, this past year to women, to support uh, women in the industry and always looking for more women to be on the show. Fantastic. That Those would be a, a wonderful duo to have at a meal uh, or have a drink with, for sure. Nicely said. How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I don't have any... I don't read a lot of inspirational how to succeed in business books, but thinking back, the most recent book I read that really touched me was a book called Moon Glow by an author named Michael Chabon. Chabon. Um, it's a story of the author traveling home and spending a week or so interviewing his dying grandfather. And, you know, the, the man lived, you know, a tremendous life and it's just beautifully written kind of tale of, of adventure and love and, and war. And it was just, it's beautifully written and I, I highly recommend it. You know, and what's, that book is a great lesson and it's something we talked earlier about life is fleeting and, uh, you know, it just, I've lost seven guests here who've been on, on cars. Yeah. The most recent Jesse Combs, who we just lost in a tragic, uh, racing accident. She was working to better her land speed record, fastest woman on wheels, uh, young, 36 years old, I believe she was. We just lost her last week. And Moonglow, that book is really valuable. And I think it's a great thing, especially with technologies these today. If you have people in your lives, especially elderly people, but but anybody at any age point, if you want to sit down and interview them, kind of do what I'm doing here, just talk with them and record their story. Uh, you could find that really, really valuable later on in your life to go back and listen to their words. 
uh, and learn from what they've learned. So uh, thank you for recommending a great book, Moon Glow. I'll make sure I put a link to that book on Kelly's show notes page so you can go and get yourself a copy. Uh, well worth reading. All right, Kelly, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car, anything in the world that you could use to drive in the copper state. So choose wisely, but there's some rules to this game that might make it a little bit of a challenge. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with, so that little trick's off the table. You got to keep it. You got to drive it too, but I don't think that's going to be a problem for someone like you, but it's the only collector car you can have parked in your garage. So you need to choose very wisely, my friend. What can I buy? Well, this actually was a no-brainer for me. Okay, good. Uh, Jaguar D-Type. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, you picked a special one and an expensive one. You're yes. not a cheap date, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> what is it about the Jaguar D-Type that you love so much? Uh, like, I need to ask because it's just a spectacular car. Yeah, you know, a lot of it comes from nostalgia. I mm-hmm. have been truly blessed. And been able to spend quite a lot of time in a couple D types. I have friends who own some. And as I said, I did a C and D type rally in, in Santa Fe in one. And just the whole experience is just visceral and it's everything I could possibly want. It's everything in a car I want. It's beautiful. It's loud. It's torquey. It's fast. I was also lucky to do a drive in Amelia Island when they were D-types were featured on the lawn a few years ago. And with that same car, I did the Colorado Grand. Oh, oh Um, my gosh. So (laughs) I, the car itself holds a lot, a lot of nostalgia for me. It is by, I don't want to say by far, but it's definitely one or two of the best cars that I've ever uh, been in. So, you know, by but hands yeah. down, a, a D-type. And I, I would drive it to work. It would be a daily driver. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. You know, yeah, that, that car was uh, specifically designed to race at the 24-hour Le Mans. I mean, it, it just kind of a predecessor to the E-type, of course. Um, had that same kind of look and feel to the rolling curves. But I love that vertical fin in the back, which I think in hindsight, that probably didn't do a whole lot for the car, but it sure <laughs> made, it, it made it look really Cool. I believe it was designed by William Hines. Hines, I think, uh, was a technical director and engineer there at the time to race. Uh, gosh, they're so cool looking. They're just really, really cool looking. I've never had the pleasure of riding in one. My son got to drive onto the lawn at Pebble once in one, um, talked his way into the passenger seat, and I've never even got to do that. I think he was like all of 10 years old or something like that. But, uh, yeah. Oh, they're not, I'd love to buy you one of those. That That is a special, special car. Yeah. Very nice. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. And do the Copper State as well. Well, Kelly, as I figured, you've taken us on a great ride today, a Copper State 1000 ride. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for taking a little time off. We're recording this on Labor Day, so it's supposed to be a vacation day for everybody, but we're working, but we're having fun. That's the secret behind cars. Yeah, is do what you love. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in your very own Jaguar D-Type? Yeah, I just, I guess I would just like to say, you know, uh, again, very cliche, life is short and it's what you make of it. And I know that sounds so, again, cliche, but it's important to do what you love. And I had a, a friend in college who would always say, do what you love and the money will follow. And 
And I found that to be true as well. If money's important to you, which, you know, you got to pay the bills, but don't, don't waste time. Make things happen and do what you love. Follow your passion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners again to learn more about what you do and hopefully one day participate in the Copper State 1000? Well, if you want to follow me personally, I am on Instagram at Ridiculous Adventure, which kind of, <laughs> yes, <laughs> gives you a glimpse into my life. Um, and the Copper State 1000 and the Copper State Overland are also on Instagram. And then, as you mentioned, the website, mensartscouncil.com. Awesome. I'll make sure I put a link to that. You know what? Life is short. Uh, make a plan and work that plan and participate in the Copper State 1000. This is a fantastic event. Uh, go check it out. I'll put links to everything that Kelly has shared today on her Cars Yeah show notes page. Kelly, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your amazing adventures. I can't wait to learn what you're going to do next. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. This was fun. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!